You're listening to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast with Nola Heal. Nola has over 30 years of experience in financial and operations management for companies around the world. As a part-time CFO, she's dedicated to working with businesses of all sizes to create sustainable growth and amplify strategy. Purush Otalan Kanani, called Purush, is a mechanical engineer, a serial entrepreneur, and he worked as a software engineer for big firms in Canada. He's passionate about solving global climate change problems, about helping vulnerable communities, and about making a positive change in the community and environment. He started Greenie Inc. in 2019 to solve the plastic bag and paper waste problems. Welcome, Purush. Thank you very much for joining us today. You are the founder and CEO of Greenie, solving an enormous problem in the world. Your entrepreneurial experience started many years ago, and your social enthusiasm and conservation interest is potentially lifelong. Can you perhaps take us back with some background beyond your bio? What got you started down this path? Thank you, Nolo. Thank you so much uh, for inviting uh, for this podcast. Uh, it's my pleasure. And um, thank you for finding us uh, from this crowded world um, because very we are very unique. So, yeah, this is Purush. Um, I'm the founder of Green Inc. We started this company in July 2019 um, to solve the global problem. That is plastic bags. You know, the plastic pollution is very serious thing. And we want to solve it. Um, and um, in 2019, our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, has announced a ban on single-use plastic bags. Um, I thought of solving that problem using uh, an innovative solution. And after I researched, I found that the paper bags are not eco-friendly. Even if it is recycled paper, it is not eco-friendly because they have to do a chemical process, um, adding a lot of uh, bleaching, pulping, uh, burning oils, uh, water, uh, energy, and everything. And also, so that's that's not eco-friendly. In fact, Mm. people don't know about that. I have to tell you that the recycled paper is far worse than a plastic bag. Seriously. Because... There you go. That is awesome knowledge. Carry on, oh, thank please. You. Yeah, you can just uh, Google for uh, like statistics on paper recycling. You will know how much energy, how much things are uh, used in the paper bag uh, manufacturing. So I, I and also like I researched that uh, uh, North Americans waste a lot of paper per mm-hmm. capita, most like three to four pounds per day, which is a lot. So. So I thought like there might be a way to solve this problem using the paper waste uh, that is clean paper waste. Uh, what, when, when I say clean paper waste, which means the paper uh, printed in excess, like expired newspaper, leftover magazine, or um, the printing waste uh, from, uh, from the printers and the waste paper from the paper mill. So mm-hmm. we get uh, without any pulping, uh, it's almost like a brand new paper. Uh, and also we get from libraries. So we can turn that into um, into handmade paper bags, very high quality, great looking paper bags. And um, the goal of our business to be innovative, to be a market leader, uh, to be an example for the whole world of uh, explaining why the regular paper bags are bad. And uh, people have to think about 
uh, they have to use eco-friendly innovative products like us uh, so to reduce pollution and all those things and when it comes to the background um, yeah I started my um, entrepreneur journey uh, in my teenage um, so where, for example I have done small small uh, uh, things in my life for example I did a small uh, bank for example we got a piggy bag uh, <laughs> so we get uh, some collect some money from uh, my siblings save the money and get a commission and give it back to them once it is like saved for a hundred dollars, something like that. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And also like 2000, uh, 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 2011, I think uh, 2001 when I was, uh, 17 years, 16, 17 years. Um, I did, uh, start my first company. And in fact, I didn't realize that I, it's an entrepreneurial journey for me because I wanted to support my education um, uh, to go further for the college and things. So I started uh, an instant stick, um, in, uh, like instant stick perfume uh, based uh, sticks for mystic, hey. uh, for spiritual things. Uh, basically, I come from India, so where we use uh, agarbattis or instant sticks uh, for uh, pujas and stuff, like yeah. uh So I did learn in, when I completed my 12th grade, uh, I was free. I did um, uh, attended a training program which was free, offered by the government to uh, create more employ uh, employment in the society. So I used that opportunity. It was a one-month uh, program. So they coach you how to make um, instant stick. Uh, they coach you how to make uh, soap oil, uh, detergents, um, many things. So I know how to make those things now. <laughs> that so, is awesome. That should be yeah. your second business. You should be running that oh. as well. Of course, of course, uh, sure. Why not? Um, so from there, I started slowly, and I realized that uh, we were able to sell some um, uh, agarbattis. People like the concept that they want to support uh, young kids um, to sell something. They want to be a part of the class. That was a starting point. The first money I earned almost like uh, two dollars. So awesome. I still remember the day. It was uh, I was feeling one of the uh, happiest man on this planet because absolutely earned it. You 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 put efforts. You did something. You sold it. You save it. So yeah. that the, that feeling is incomparable, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. From there, I started for that company, and after that, I did uh, uh, move to an engineering college. Uh, I got uh, admission to engineering college. So the timing was not great, so I was not able to do that. And also, it has a lot of. Um, fumes and things that was not good for my health. Okay. So I just, um, but then I moved to binding. Like I did binding uh, for my uh, uh, friends and uh, college students. Uh, that gave me some other income mm -hmm. uh, to support uh, my education. And then I did uh, coaching, like uh, kids coaching tuition. Like I coach math, science, and other things. Um, yeah, from there it goes on. Um, and in after coming to Canada, uh, I started a company um, in 2017. Uh, previously, it was called Fudona um, Inc. Fudona. Uh, Fudona, yeah. Fudona, Fudona Inc. So that is a mobile application. We started to um, um, to connect food donors with the food recipients. Say, for example, you're going for a vacation. You have a lot of food waste. You don't want to throw it out. You just post it in the app 
somebody from your surroundings they can get a notification if they like it they can come and pick up and fantastic um, that is awesome yeah. because i mean in most cases there's an absolutely nothing wrong with that food but it's little bits from everywhere that happens to be left over did you do you have um like some of the businesses put put um things in there as well or is it mainly individuals yeah well we developed the whole app and in the last minute we were not able to launch it we we got sign up oh, for six uh, businesses in alfax i was super excited but in the last minute uh, there was some uh, too many bugs in the Challenge. code the, mm-hmm. the apple store did not uh, approve uh, our code so those are the things that blocked away and uh, also like our developers uh, were not able to deliver on time we were having some uh, cash flow problems right to, uh, yeah it was a sad thing so i have to well, shut there down there you go you 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 better keep it and then you can circle <laughs> back to that at some point i'm sure you're really busy with greeny at the moment so that's probably occupying most of your time and resources so so you say that you're making bags at the moment paper bags at the moment so where do you source your raw materials from how do you get, acquire enough material to use sure that's a great question um so we only deal with the clean paper waste uh, like i mentioned before um we get it from uh, libraries uh, basically alfax public libraries we have a good relationship with them since the beginning uh, like 2019 um every month once or uh, whenever they have uh, paper waste they have it so we do not deal with the regular newspaper just like uh, the thin one because uh, we have joined two sheets it's it's too much work so we deal what? with the specific type of paper it's very thick and uh, pretty very good for making paper bags example your copier paper you have a print mm. exactly it's similar to that but the size might be uh, 11 by 17 inches so uh, that paper we get it from uh, halifax library because they have a lot of uh, printer paper like that and also coffee news flyer so i have a small story to tell you for coffee news flyer once uh, in 2019 uh, i along with our family we went for a train ride in uh, windsor it was a small uh, train ride so my son was crying because he saw mcdonalds he wants to eat um, ice cream he was crying so i all right so let, let i stole okay let's go and get a, a ice cream so when i went to ice cream i saw the coffee news flyers were uh, put it on the side I, i i took one sample the quality was amazing it was very good the fiber strength is good and it's it's looking good everything was good i took a sample and after i reached out to the home i reached out to the person who distributed the flyer and told about uh, this company he was very interested okay. from that uh, he is uh, supplying to us for the past 3 years no problem he's a perfect gentleman very nice person and uh, he liked the concept he want to be a part of the environment uh, uh, recovering thing yeah. uh, there we started w- one uh, supply distributor from windsor like uh, annapolis valley um and then i got uh, convinced from fredericton i convinced uh, one from uh, uh, prince edward island uh, from charlotte awesome. side and also from vancouver and also from usa so yeah yeah of course we import paper from us 
<laughs> there you go. That's pretty awesome. So as yeah. a as a side question on that, are you able yeah. to bring it in import duty free if it comes out of the US or do you have challenges getting it in? Yeah, so basically the you have to declare a value for the okay. bring in. So uh, as per the NAFTA, uh, you can do business uh, duty free for uh, less than $2,000. Uh, so those okay. papers it's a used paper. It's a recycled paper. We have to factor that uh, um, the current rate. For example, one metric ton of waste paper, how much is going to cost? Uh, right. Okay. So we can factor that amount and bring that uh, paper. It's not a lot. Maybe like we get like yeah. two boxes, small boxes at this moment. Um, so somehow we, I, I have like uh, three uh, flyer distributors from the U.S., one from West Virginia, one nice. from... Uh, Massachusetts, uh, Boston, um, one from uh, like Florida, Miami, Florida. Nice. Uh, oh, that's that's amazing! Really, <laughs> really awesome. So then, on the other side, how are you selling your product? Well, first of all, let's discuss the uh, production. Do you have a large team or a few people working with you? Yeah, so we have a. Production um, happening uh, in the Halifax. Uh, we do not have a manufacturing facility because thanks to COVID, COVID. Uh, I mean, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> COVID has given some innovative ways to do the business. That's but, awesome. I was going to ask you what COVID had done because it's. It sounds like it's a physical business. So you know, I mean, it is. You must have had challenges thinking on your feet. Yeah, so basically, we the in the COVID time, uh, everybody was sitting in the home. Nobody can meet, right? So there was a huge restriction on people to people connect, and also running a business on the COVID time is was very challenging because of the inflation on the rent was very yes. high. So we collaborated with the Metro Works Employment Center from Halifax. It's a nonprofit government organization. They always work with the immigrant newcomers. A refugee woman uh, who's looking for a job. So I have a good relationship with the, the CEO of that Metro Works. Nice. So uh, I, I pitched my idea. He liked that. And also he, he told that he has a lot of uh, uh, people who's looking for a job. That was a perfect match. So we started um, a trial in uh, 2000, um, uh, August uh, 2019. Uh, I think August or September. Uh, sorry, 2020. So it's almost like two years now. Yeah. Um, we had uh, some uh, immigrant woman who from uh, Syria, Afghanistan, Congo, um, from Mexico. They do not speak English or French. Um, okay. Yeah, it's very di difficult for them to get a job. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we have, uh, I have coached them um, from their facility on how to make paper bags. Some of the people uh, interested, some of the people uh, stayed and then they got another job. Mm -hmm. And from there, we uh, started working. Um, now they are working from their home. So that's the flexibility of the business. So I, what is the procedure be usually, once I collect the paper waste, I usually go with them uh, once a month or bi-weekly uh, based upon their speed. Uh, speed depends uh, people to people. So we have... Um, three or four different sizes of bags. So each person are trained for one specific size as a couple of size, sizes. Okay. They are very good with that. And uh, I supply them 
raw materials like papers, um, glue and handles, and also like how to make the things like. So they, yeah. yeah. So once they do every every month, I go and collect the papers, uh, sorry, paper bags and give them uh, replenish the new raw materials. Nice. Uh, they give me an invoice. I pay them uh, through e-transfer or check, whatever it is. Yeah. That's how it works. That is so, so awesome. So you're actually assisting immigrants with employment as well as helping the environment. What a phenomenal circle. So then where's your market? Where are you managing to sell bags at the moment or how do people get hold of them? So we sell um, basically to um, mom and pop stores like uh, gift, gift stores, boutiques, like uh, mainly in Halifax, Dartmouth, Lower Sackville, and also a few customers um, throughout Nova Scotia and also from uh, New Brunswick. Nice. Yeah, one from uh, Fredericton and and a couple of orders from the U.S. So, yeah, and Vancouver. probably keeping you really busy with (laughs) negotiating the supply of the raw materials on the one side and then the distribution or the, the the sales customers on the other side. So uh, do you find that, I mean, how do you even acquire your customers? Do you travel a lot to say shows or something now that the travel restrictions have, have opened up a little? Yeah. So we, I basically acquire uh, trade shows uh, like uh, the one recently attended in uh, Salscape uh, in the Halifax exhibition center. Um, near Goodwood and Nova Scotia. That happened in uh, April. And also, like, I travel um, more like this, uh, you know, trade shows um, in Canada and the U.S. But I started recently. I mean... um, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So before April, no trade shows. But now I travel one at least once a month uh, to talk about... um, And also, like... um, the government programs, there are some webinars and training programs that happen virtually, right? So mm-hmm. I, so when I attend those programs through Nova Scotia Business Inc. or any other uh, like Halifax Partnership, any other things like that, I can meet business owners face-to-face. Fantastic. Like, so that's how like when they ask what I'm doing, I talk about my business, they like it. So that's yes. how I, a lot of people. Um, so we have uh, over 100 customers small businesses super yeah thank you uh and also like we have uh, 30 to 40 percent of repeat customers they buy every bi-weekly or monthly even though it's a small order they are very loyal um to our products um you know i'll give you one example uh, halifax paper hearts and the kept stores are both owned by the same owner so she uh, bought our bags a couple of years ago um, and she w- wanted to trial the thing, and it worked great like that. And uh, awesome. customers like the concept because they never see such a kind of bags before. It's very yeah. unique world. Mm-hmm. Um, they asking like, "Hey, how, how, where did where did you make this? Where is coming from?" So she was excited to share about our story for free to multiple customers, which is yes. like a, a great marketing for her. A lot of yes. uh, things. Um, yeah, so. Basically, like uh, they, whoever coming to their store, they like the product because it's eco-friendly and made by local people by uh, vulnerable community like immigrants yes. or what. 
Yes. Um, so it has a perfect uh, like a combo, like combination of all elements that makes our products very strong in the market. That's fantastic and very much a product that can grow from word of mouth. So, um, you know, of course, you must have had challenges through the process, both through your previous businesses and this one. In getting to the stage, were there any particular hurdles that were a real challenge to get over? Sure. Uh, challenges are really um, existing from the beginning, but uh, I, I was very persistent, uh, persevered to solve one yes. challenges at a time. You know that uh, we started from one single bag in 2000. Awesome. Now we have crossed over 50,000 bags without any advertisement. No paid advertisement, no influencers, just word of mouth. That is fantastic. What exceptional growth. And that (laughs) first bag, did you sell it, say, two years ago? Or how long has it taken to get to that? Almost three years. So it's it's been three years. But also we started selling other products like uh, uh, crinkle paper shreds, like uh, colorful box uh, fillers. Um, and also shredded cardboards, um, and also like I'm going to make uh, boxes, like uh, old um, gift boxes. So the, the thing is, um, um, the, the, I mean, we were able to uh, solve one challenge at a time. So in, the, in this business, I can say that I discovered this business. Okay, so this this is basically existing in the in the in the world. So yeah. we have paper. We have uh, immigrant people looking for a job. We have environment issues. It's like joining the pieces of puzzles together. That's absolutely. what I'm like a joiner. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That is just absolutely phenomenal. And really excited to hear that you're going into the box side as well, because there certainly are a lot of people or, or, or a lot of packages that we we try to box up that require something more than a bag so the box is exciting that you go in that direction as well oh thank you yes i mean i got inquiries uh, from my existing customers or even new new prospects uh, they were asking for uh, boxes like custom sized boxes um i'm seriously working on buying some machines to get the thing done uh, awesome. And how sure. do you source raw materials for a box? Can you use the same materials and suppliers or do you get them somewhere else? Yeah, we have to get from somewhere else like paper mills and whoever is doing some corrugated um, uh, paper sheets. We can uh, source it and uh, go from there. Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah. And um, yeah, basically regarding the challenge, I have to mention here one thing uh, quickly. Uh, that uh, you know that we everything is done manually at this moment, but we are also the world's first company to fully automate the whole uh, assembly line. Like we are building an assembly line with the small machines, where you take a piece of paper, like folded newspaper, you put it there. At one stage, it will be joined. It will be folded. It will be done in the bottom folding, like a flock folding, like a flop flip folding. And also you'll apply a handle, uh, sorry, handles on both ends. On the other end, you'll get a finished bag. So Fantastic. Yeah, I split up the whole process with my engineers. We have a few engineers who's working very hard 
um, to make this idea a very feasible one. And we are the proud one. Like by by this November or December, we will have the whole assembly line ready for making bags. You can literally make 800 to 1,000 bags per hour. So if two people are working. There's your growth coming. Oh, yeah. You can handle the volume because you've got both the manual side for the individualized anything that, you know, potentially you want the individualized custom bags going forward as well as uh, volume in order to to meet that kind of order. So that's exactly the question I was going to ask you. So obviously your engineering background is feeding into the process of making a success in your businesses. What, which of your skills do you find you can, you can use in this business? Or are you even aware of it? Because they're probably part of your personality at this point. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's a great point. Of course, there is a lot of personalities, uh, personality involved in the business. Um, like uh, from the beginning um, of my life, I want to be an eco-friendly, uh, save the environment even in a small way, um, try to reuse uh, things or upcycle. So yes. that's the core future that lead, lead me to into this business. Um, and, uh, you know, that um, many things we somehow realize or we do not realize, we simply waste uh, money. Like we mm. buy things, we don't use it, we throw it. It's a waste of money. And also we are polluting the environment somehow without knowing that we are harming the whole thing. And um, I think um, I read a quote from uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, the boxing legend. He said about um, you are paying the rent to live in this world because you are doing good things. You are just paying a rent for the earth because the earth has given you the opportunity to live. So you you have to pay a rent. That's a good one. Very, very true. And hence, we should be looking after our world. Yeah, thank you. And uh, regarding the background, I did work, um, uh, sorry, I studied mechanical engineering. In fact, I made some machines uh, in my final year project. It was uh, like we developed uh, some semi-automatic um, uh, gear engager, like, uh, like in India. I come from India. So where we have to press the brake, sorry, uh, clutch, you know, the manual yes, shifting. Yes, I come from a country where we drive manual vehicles too. <laughs> yeah, so so that, that was a problem, right? So we developed a system, like a small automatic system that will automatically engage the gears so that you, you can, uh, uh, even if you have a manual car, you can still run like an automatic car. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So we developed that. So that those skills actually helped me to uh, come up with the process um, to really work one step at a time, learn. Uh, so it's like uh, you build something, measure, fail, learn, repeat the process. And one time, one time, one one moment at a time, you get improved, improved. So I see the whole change. Previously, if you if you ask me this question two years ago, it was just like a hope. Like, oh, I'm going to automate things. I'm working on it. I don't know how to do that. Who can help me? Something like that. But now we are in a very strong and very steady, confident phase that we can really have machines. We can literally make a lot of, lot of bags for any customers. 
so exciting, I must admit. I love the progress that you're making. So are you dreaming of other things after this? Do you have other plans on the horizon, or are you going to perfect the boxes and bags automated first? Yeah, so well, uh, now I went to trade shows. I saw, I studied the market. I know pe- what people want at this moment. Um, like uh, once we have the automation done, uh, we might be working on some sales part to make some sales, get new customers on board, increase. Um, and also like I'm thinking about uh, once we have the whole assembly line ready, we're going to do some trial uh, production testing in Nova Scotia. Once it is done, we might be um, uh, hoping to like uh, expanding uh, in the other market. Like we are looking for a licensing model. So for example, if the machines, if anybody's interested to do make bags, like what we're doing, uh, we'll be able to uh, do like a franchise or license. Franchise. Yes. At the thing. Uh, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to do that in the Canada and the US uh, mainly. Mm. For now. Um, well, it's a very big market to, to start in. Let's, let's be honest. So, you know, I'm sure potentially out in, in your dreams would be to glo- go further global because there's a massive demand in other parts of the world. But um, to work on Canada and the US, at least it's geographically close to you. The time zones work. And there are a lot of people here with a big demand. So that's that's a pretty good uh, milestone to at least um, uh, uh, su- succeed in that area first. So that's yeah. pretty om- awesome. So um, in terms of other environmental challenges that we have in the world, have you perhaps come across any other businesses that are doing exciting things? Is there a lot happening in your area or or not specifically that you happen to have noticed? Because I'm sure you're really busy. Okay, so my, um, if I, my understanding is correct, look, my, the question is actually – uh, are have you, you asked... seen other novel environmental oh, yeah, yeah. solutions? Oh, for sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, there are a lot of uh, things happening. Um, I'm active in LinkedIn. So you know that there is a company uh, from uh, Vancouver. They have uh, taken the chopsticks and turned into furnitures. It's called the Chop Value. I'm very um, fanatic. I, I like their uh, business model. Yeah. Happening uh, throughout the world. Uh, like I, I've been a member to like, watching sustainable champions. Uh, so there is a group, uh, I think it's from Europe. Uh, he posts all the innovative ideas to turn the waste into something else. In fact, um, I, I, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. I know the process of just having an idea and turn into a business. Yes. Similar, might also have, have uh, the great success, right? So they also had an idea. Now they tried real market, they created a product and they sell it which is really awesome. I like That's it. Fantastic. I, I admire everybody. I say all the way, uh, best to them. And uh, you know that uh, John Doerr, that is, um, uh, he is the early investor of Google. He, yes. he really opened um, a green, um, like sustainable uh, grant uh, with the collaboration with the Stanford University for $1 billion. He said this um, upcycling, or, or like eco-friendly products, sustainable things will be the new computer science. 
And I must admit, I just love hearing about these excellent ideas that people have in the world, that there really is hope that we can get better. We can do things a lot better than than we are today and leave the world better for our children and grandchildren, which is certainly a hope. We don't want to destroy the world and make it worse when we leave than it was when we came into this world. So oh, entrepreneurialism is really hard. I mean, let's face it, you you're doing the marketing, you're bootstrapping it yourself. You've got to fund everything yourself unless you're able to get grants. Do you feel that you have any particular techniques or secrets that have helped you to succeed? Yeah, well, um, there are many secrets. Uh, uh, you know that uh, if you're passionate, things will uh, happen, right? Say yes. you're passionate about something, it comes automatically. It becomes your life. Yes. So I would say whoever wants to start a business or they want to do something, first if you see that if you are very passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So like when I started this in the beginning, a lot of people uh, told, oh, this, is this an idea? A lot of, I heard a lot of uh, negative comments. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but, you know, I know this idea will work. And if, for example, if somebody cannot laugh at your idea, which means you are not innovating enough. There you go. I like that <laughs> statement. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I think uh, the secret is if you are passionate and put your a lot of hard work, uh, you can do it. And one thing is very simple. Like I read the book called uh, The Lean Startup by Eric Rice. He says, you have an idea, quickly make into testing, like make a prototype, uh, test it quickly, build, measure, learn. So build something try something, fail or gain, whatever it is, measure, uh, I mean, how much you spend, whatever you did, everything, right? And then learn and then move on and go on. Repeat the process. Circle around. Simple strategy actually helped me a lot. But now if you take in our business, I tell it's like joining the puzzles together. It was not, it was scattered all along the way. Uh, So maybe like I worked hard to join the puzzles. Now it really formed into business. Um, can be potentially can be a big business in the future. So the secret is work one thing at a time, focus. Like focus is the main thing. Even if I get distracted to multiple things, I have multiple ideas with the cosmetics, with uh, like even, um, uh, what is it? Delivery, like uh, mm-hmm. logic. Uh, other things. I have a book, like I have more than 100 ideas. So which means I don't want to jump it before I solve this problem. So I want to stick here, first solve this, and then move on. And also the secret is you need to connect with the mentors, like really uh, knowledgeable people who can really help you to guide you to the whole process. So like, uh, don't go with the shiny object things uh, because Mm -hmm. all the glitters is not gold, right? So you have to be very careful. I love that statement because (laughs) that is, the biggest downfall for all of us as entrepreneurs is quite honestly, the entrepreneurs are the creative thinkers and mm. they generally inclined to have so many ideas and so many people can't stick with solving one problem. They, they move on. So that makes me wonder, 
there seem there are a lot of people who are incredibly successful like you are and one foot in front of the other get bigger get more successful but what is it that makes some people just fail because there's certain people that i don't know they just don't have the luck what do you think is probably driving that if we can call it luck maybe it's not luck maybe it's a that's, characteristic <laughs> that's that's a great question i like it so i'm glad that you asked that question to me uh okay so failures um in fact i i did not uh, know how to handle failures so i bought a lot of books on failures on how to manage things um say for example i will give you one simple idea that might change somebody's life so there was a book by um i don't remember the author's name he is called uh, tough people uh sorry tough situation do not last but tough people do uh, that's the title i think i don't remember the name of the author it's a great book he talks about how to handle failures how to think differently so for example we were always our brain is always thinking about a common pattern right our brain is tuned like in that way uh okay so if i fail okay i will worry i don't move forward 10 different ways how can i solve a problem in 10 different ways you come up with the new ideas if like, at least five okay, at least new five ideas your brain thinks about okay if i cannot solve this i can go with this if i cannot solve this way i go with this so you get a new uh, neurons trained to that and your brain can come up with that it's in fact our brain is more uh, more valuable like more potential than what we think so if you cannot get those ideas talk to the people who have uh, more knowledge than you we need to think in uh, different ways to solve uh, a failure failure is not a failure we need to think about like uh, do a postmortem like why we failed first of all what is the main thing that causes the failure just learn from it quickly learn from it and move on and improve and move on and um, and in fact some failures are crucial or essential for everyday life you know sometimes i realize that that failure can potentially save uh, sorry potentially save you from a big failure in the future you know you know what i mean That's like sometimes you fail cheaply yeah sometimes you potentially fail small you learn the thing that might save you from a big disaster in the future that's what i can learn from yes. the yes valuable um, comment there so what trends do you think they are going to be within your industry over the next let's say 3 to 5 years yeah so i told you like passion like uh, if you are very passionate about things you can stay for your lifetime mm. so, five years whatever it is even if it is not working passion drives like you meet with failures you meet with uh, all challenges hiccups everything passion drives if you are very passionate awesome. don't worry about competition don't think uh, anybody will take it you are passionate you're going to drive it okay it's it's in your your hands okay it's it's uh, it's a trigger you pull it yeah. so you have the control so don't worry about that and, and the more fun you having probably the more <laughs> the passion in the process you know i That's mean because true. the passion is probably drives the success as well so um where do you think your industry is going to go do you think there's going to be 
an improvement in this plastic bag problem? Obviously, I mean, they're illegal here now, but uh, where do you think we're headed on this? Yeah, so this industry is um, changing a lot in the few, uh, in the past one year, two years. So people, uh, everybody knows paper bag or eco-friendly, They by default, they use it. But I want to make awareness about the harmful of things. So I feel like there will be a new category, like what we are doing. People always think about like uh, virgin paper bags, recycled paper bags. Mm-hmm. So the third option, upcycle paper bags. So that will be, we are introducing a new category called upcycle things. So that people are, um, uh, so you, you will see the uh, things in the, like that in future. But our idea can be one new idea, but many people can come up with their own ideas. Okay. Yes. And also, yeah. like my forecast is uh, people still will use uh, reusable bags. For example, the one you buy from um, the grocery stores, you can use it multiple times. Nothing wrong with that. The only problem is we forget to take from our home to the grocery store. That's very true. And I mean, as we saw through the COVID pandemic, people forget to wash those too. So, you know, they're not always the cleanest and most sanitary things to be, to be (laughs) using. So yeah, they, you know, I mean, yes, they're great because they do last a long time and they're strong. They carry a lot, but yeah. How many times have you stopped at the grocery store without your bags? So you need those paper bags and let's start using bags that are not as environmentally unfriendly as both the recycling and and these other bags that that we are using that are coming from virgin production because paper's going nowhere. We, we're probably going to have to use paper or some form of that kind of a product for a very long time, but it's, yeah. uh, we need to become a little more environmentally friendly on these aspects. So do you have any thoughts um, in closing the the podcast, perhaps anything we haven't discussed or anything that we should reemphasize? You're doing such amazing things with Greeny. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, um, this this podcast, I have talked a lot. Uh, We have talked about uh, my journey and things. I'm very happy uh, to talk about things like that. we all started from scratch. So anything is possible. Um, if you truly believe, you can. So believe in yourself. That's the thing I always say to myself. Um, and, um, and, and you are also uh, living in a like, uh, situation, like in the uh, era where everything is accessible, uh, like uh, funding, all those things. It's not difficult anymore. That's um, awesome to know. <laughs> yeah. And also, I want to thank the government of uh, Nova Scotia, government of Canada, and also the private uh, uh, grant uh, givers, uh, like uh, givers to our company, and also the customers, uh, our uh, um, independent contract employees, our engineers, uh, any supporters, everybody, we want to thank them because without them, this idea would not be uh, possible. And I might be the one who is... uh, working on the background, uh, like a backbone on joining things, like putting the puzzles together. But they are the one who makes, they are the building blocks of this company. They are the foundation. 
and so, so it's very is, much your building is teamwork then, obviously. You have a lot of people involved. That's Oh, yeah. And also students, students from uh, different universities I did not mention before. So there were many students we wor uh, worked for this project, like research, uh, like University of uh, Fredericton, like uh, University of New, uh, New Brunswick uh, from Fredericton, uh, and also from um, RMIT from uh, Melbourne, Australia, and uh, University of Texas, Dallas. Um, Arizona State University and uh, River Red River College from um, uh, Winnipeg, and nice. multiple people always work with students. Uh, so we want to thank uh, each one of them, and also the Dalhousie uh, mechanical engineering students. They did a fantastic job. They have made some machines, which is I also learn along with them. It's not yeah, like I'm sure. So it's it's a learning thing. I would say like Greeny can really make a positive impact in the in in the future and now and also for the future uh impacting people's life positively and also impacting the environment positively and we will be an example in fact i wanted to start uh, our own association like uh, upcycling association of canada something like that so we want to join um combine all the students uh, the people who is uh, upcycling things like upcycle idea you have a business you can join together make something be an example, do some conferences and make more advertisements so that people, okay, this is working. So we there is a business opportunity coming. That's my future goal. Uh, so I don't know how to do that, but I'm working on it. Uh, soon uh, you will see uh, something uh, in the near future. That's fantastic because <laughs> that'll, that'll create additional awareness and publicity that uh, these these things are out there that people are doing all these fantastic things and building our future exciting world with all the passionate, innovative uh, creators that we have out there. So if people want to contact you either to discuss that aspect of trying to get working in mm -hmm. collaboration or at least communicating, even if there isn't yet an association, or to to find out more about the products and how to get them and how to get involved. How do people contact you? Sure. Um, so you can just uh, go to our website www dot spelled as g r e e n i i dot c a. So Greeny, it's a one word. Um, or you can Google us. You will see the contact number of mine, or you can email me at greeny, G-R-E-E-N-I-I dot I-N-C-1 at gmail.com. That is greeny dot inc number one at gmail.com. Fantastic. Yo, thank you. You can uh, send, uh, submit um, a contact form from our website or from the Instagram or Facebook. Please reach out to me. And also like uh, one quick thing I forgot to mention before. You have paper-based like magazines. You can be an event publisher. Like you have uh, conducted some uh, meetings, something like that. You have a lot of waste. You want to turn that into useful things. You can reach out to us. We can uh, arrange for a pickup from your place, make bags, and give it to sell it to somebody else. Or we can make bags and sell it to you itself. We can give you a discounted price. You are making a loop, make a circle, into marketing product. And um, uh, for example, one of our clients, 
she has a lot of flyers from last year so she gave it to me i make into bag now she is using at the trade shows which is really good that's awesome yes yeah, yeah the, the circle is is pretty exciting and it means less waste because you're able to reuse the flyers from last year that they they now stale dated but also it's good advertising because it is a flyer from last year so yeah, that's pretty awesome well thank you very much for joining us today and i will put the links on the show notes page for the podcast so that if people didn't catch them perhaps um listening on the go or something like that at least they will be contactable so uh can pick them up click on the on the show notes link on either the podcast uh, app that you happen to be listening on or on the website so that would be awesome well thank you very much for joining us today this was such a fun opportunity to learn so much more about your business and look at an exciting future as it comes towards us in this upcycling world thank you the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast is sponsored by Protea Consulting Professional Corporation. We help our clients translate their operating and accounting data into the strategy for business growth they're truly capable of. Subscribe to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify to hear from other companies that have overcome growth challenges. Get a free copy of NOLA's latest book, the 5F strategy, bottom line growth in any economy without additional sales and marketing. And download the financial growth scorecard at proteaconsulting.ca. Work with us to achieve your business potential. To find out if we're a fit for your business, email info at proteaconsulting.ca and follow the Unlocking Business Growth podcast on LinkedIn and Facebook.